We begin this Monday evening with a conversation about our health care system. Morgan uh, Langan and his wife Kelly at their cottage in New Brunswick when she felt a sharp pain. They basically said, uh, we're at full, we're at overcapacity and we can't, we can't see you. Uh, and that the, uh, you know, the regional hospital ER is also over capacity as well. So um, that's when we uh, kind of had to face a really uh, critical moment at that point. They drove an hour to a full rating room in Fredericton. You know, in, in my years covering healthcare issues, summertime ER closures have been part of the rural landscape in many of our provinces. But COVID proved just how challenged and understaffed our system is, from urban ERs to the rural ones. We begin this Monday evening with a conversation with Dr. Nichelle Desolet. She is a physician in Nipawa, Manitoba. This is a growing and thriving community in the western part of this province. It's the hometown of literary legend Margaret Lawrence. You know, Lawrence for her most famous novel, The Stone Angel. Necessary reading when I grew up. Doctor, thank you for joining us this Monday evening. Hi, Richard. Thanks for inviting me. You have been a physician now, uh, and I think you, you earned your degree where? U University of Calgary? Uh, yes, I went to medical school in the U at the University of Calgary, and I did my residency training in northern Saskatchewan and Prince Albert. And you've been to Yellowknife as well. That's right, yes. So you've got a real good kind of resume of the experience in rural Canada. So when you look at 2022 and compare it to previous years, compare it to your stints in Saskatchewan and the Northwest Territories, how's it going in Nipawa? Uh, it's going okay. I would, I would say that we are treading water like many places in rural Manitoba and across Canada. What does treading water mean? I, you know, tread water is survival, and, and I'm hoping somebody sends me a life preserver anytime soon. That's what we're all hoping for. And um, I got to say that I haven't been a doctor that long. I've been in independent practice for about seven years. And even in my short career, I'm seeing a big change in the way uh, healthcare is being delivered and how easy it is to get the job done or perhaps how, how more difficult it is getting. And when I look to some of my senior colleagues, you know, folks that I work with here in Nipua, but also folks that I'm in touch with across the province, when those senior veteran physicians who I really look up to are telling me that their job is getting harder too, even with their years of experience, that really worries me. Hmm. And let's talk about that. And let's talk about those challenges. But in those seven years, let's talk from a young physician's perspective here about what's going right in the system. I think we're so concentrated at times on what's going wrong. Can we find uh, some hope this Monday evening as to what's going right in healthcare? And then let's attack some of the other issues and also offer solutions because I think we're so very good at talking about the problems, but I know many people, including you, that have tangible solutions and you need to be heard. But what right now is working so well in your young career, having um, doctored in uh, three different places? Yeah, so the thing that hasn't changed and that is continuing to work well 
is that we still have people on the front lines who really care. I know that the public is frustrated about their experiences in the healthcare system. You know, family doctor shortages, long wait times in the ER, waiting for surgery, waiting for tests. And I totally understand how frustrating that is. But the thing that gives me hope is that those healthcare workers on the front lines are still really trying to work towards what's best for the patient. We have nurses that are working double shifts trying to keep things together so that we don't have to close our hospital and limit services. We have family docs who are looking for new ways to uh, continue providing comprehensive care to their patients, taking advantage of, you know, the government's approval of virtual care to try and uh, extend their reach to their patients. Um, I think it's important to find solutions. Absolutely, like you said, we can't just sit here and uh, say what's going wrong. But the important thing will be engaging those frontline health workers, those people who know what works and what doesn't work, when we're looking to take next steps. Richard in for Ben this Monday evening with Dr. Nichelle Desolé from Nipawa, Manitoba. Are you feeling hurt? Do I feel hurt? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, and are we being heard by the right people? I'm not sure. I, I have the privilege of um, being engaged in advocacy for my colleagues and for my profession uh, because I'm involved with Doctors Manitoba, which is our local provincial medical association. Um, I feel a responsibility to take the concerns of my colleagues forward to those uh, who need to hear those messages. Um, and, and we're getting a lot of um, good airtime with, uh, you know, people from the regional health authorities, from shared health, from the government, but there's always improvement that can be done. If someone were to suffer a heart attack right now in the Nipawa catchment area, would they be seen at the Nipawa hospital? Yes, they would. If somebody had a very sharp pain in their stomach and they didn't really know what it was, would they be seen in the ER tonight? Tonight, yes. We don't know about tomorrow, or do we know about tomorrow? Do we know about next week? That's the uncertainty that has a lot of people worried. Uh, and it's very site-specific. Uh, can I say definitely for my local hospital? I can say uh, with a lot of confidence that emergency services will be maintained. Um, can I say with confidence that our hospital will be able to function at full capacity with the full scope of services? No, I can't say that. And that's the day-to-day the -day uncertainty that we're juggling. We're relying on those staff to pick up extra shifts, to work double shifts to juggle things out. In terms of some of the surrounding communities, that the answer might not always be yes. Um, only um, one-third of rural hospitals in Manitoba are expected to maintain their full emergency services. That means that two-thirds of rural Manitoba hospitals have closures or limited hours. Leaf Rapids is the latest closure, which we are hoping uh, to, to see reopen this week. 
for those folks, if it's a severe abdominal pain or severe chest pain suggestive of a heart attack, that might mean traveling to the nearest hospital one hour away. And I know that that makes people feel nervous. Yeah, time is muscle when it comes to heart attacks. And that can often mean a difference between life and death. Manitoba is very similar to other provinces when it comes to rural areas. But in Manitoba, we have 23 hospital ERs that are closed. Many have been closed for many years. And uh, a government that is trying to change health care, um, trying to do rebuilds. In the case of Nipawa, where our guest is, there's going to be a new hospital there. So it's not as if their governments are not spending money on health care. Boy, we're spending money on health care. But a lot of this is human resources oriented. And a lot of it is trying to get best practices into a system where uh, our guest, who is a younger doctor, wants probably a different lifestyle than maybe the doctor that came over 30, 40 years from, let's say, destination South Africa and has spent, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Those days are done. So throughout the hour, we're going to focus on a conversation on some solutions. Later in the hour, a, a, a guest that has the credentials, but it's not necessarily recognized in this country. We'll continue in a moment with Dr. Desolet from Nipawa, Manitoba, and talk about some of those solutions and also examine what we learned about covid and some of the technologies that we could put into action in those rural areas and in those urban environments. I'm Richard Cluche, in for Ben. Please stay with us. Richard Cluche, in for Ben this Monday evening. Great to have you with us. It's a conversation about healthcare across this country as emergency rooms in rural parts and in urban centers have been really challenged in our COVID environment. And yes, I'm still saying COVID environment because although the worst seems to be over, we're only a variant away from more hospitalizations. With us from the rural Manitoba community of Nipawa is physician uh, Dr. Nichelle Desolet. She is a real diverse practice. It includes family medicine, covers the local ER, provides maternity, obstetrical care, and does some minor surgical procedures as well. Doctor, approximately how many patients do you have on an ongoing basis? Uh, I would say I have approximately 800 to 850 patients that belong to my regular family practice. And when I say that, I mean that's people whose primary health care I take responsible for. That means seeing them when they have urgent medical concerns, but also taking responsibility for their preventative health care. Now, is that too is that too many patients? Uh, I think that's an individual question. A lot of my colleagues are able to carry much larger practices because I try to. I, I have responsibilities in the hospital. For example, every Wednesday we spend in the operating room doing uh, colonoscopies. I have other days that I. Uh, have dedicated to other focused areas of practice, like doing surgery. Um, the um, number of family practice patients that I'm able to carry because of my other uh, responsibilities uh, varies from um, any of my other colleagues. 
do I have to see you in person or can I connect with you um, via a, a computer link, a video link per se, or is that difficult given rural connect- connectivity? Um, unfortunately, our clinic doesn't have the capacity to do video virtual visits, but we are happy to do phone virtual care whenever that's appropriate for the patient's concern. Do we need to do more and more of that, not just in Nipawa, but across the country? Uh, I think there's validity to uh, different uh, uh, delivery systems, especially when you're connecting with a family doctor or other healthcare professional who knows you well. Virtual care can definitely have its place. It's best used for, for concerns that don't require a physical exam, um, and, um, like I said, best used in the context of an established relationship. Now, that's not to say that everything can be done by phone or by video. Um, certainly, if someone has a rash, uh, if we can't see it properly, um, if they don't have a blood pressure medicate, or sorry, a blood pressure machine, but doing a blood pressure is a part of their assessment. Obviously, we'd like to see them in person. If they've got um, symptoms that require us to lay hands on them, maybe some swelling in their legs, um, you know, um, a sore belly. Those things can't be done by phone or by video. So uh, it really depends on the context. Is part of the solve here those connections between the primary care physician and, and the client, the patient, that that has to be established a whole lot more in this country? Absolutely. Family medicine is in crisis, and that is not a Manitoba problem. That is a Canada problem. Um, The Canadian Medical Forum has just issued an urgent call to action for healthcare system improvements, asking federal, provincial, and territorial governments and health agencies to make urgent investments into the recommendations that they've made. It's important for healthcare policy makers to know that comprehensive primary care, which includes both preventative medicine, not just seeing you when you're sick, is the most cost-effective model. Um, Family doctors are the quarterback of the healthcare system. We're the ones that are there for you when your healthcare condition gets worse while you're waiting to get your imaging, like a CT scan or an ultrasound or maybe waiting to see a surgeon or a consultant for further advice. We're the people that you fall back on. In family medicine, we need need more family doctors, and we need more supports so that the family doctors who are working can spend their time actually with patients rather than doing all the other stuff that's building up on us. Doctor, I really appreciate the conversation. Um, best of luck in, in Nipawa, and I know those 800 or so patients are a lot better off under your care. I really appreciate you joining us this Monday evening. It's my pleasure.